Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org friendshipwithgod.org or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Good to see everybody. So, good. Okay. So if you turn in your Bible (laughs) To Genesis chapter 37. We're getting ready here, Genesis chapter 37. And here we are now. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for being our God. Lord, you knew how much we needed you, and we thank you that you didn't retire. You didn't pull back. You didn't say, no, I, don't want, I won't have you. But thank you, Lord, that you said, I want you as my people. And so, Lord, we're looking forward to you teaching us now this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 37, beginning here, verse 1. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him, could not speak peaceably unto him. Joseph dreamed a dream and told it to his brethren and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. His brethren said unto him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? They hated him yet the more for his dream and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And his brethren envied him. But his father observed the saying. Okay, now, in our last study here, we we looked at the special coat, very special coat that Jacob's father had made for, for Joseph. And we saw the response of Joseph's brothers to that coat. Notice in verse four, when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Now here we saw hatred exposed against Joseph. And it's a special hatred that's described by one word in verse 11. What's the word in verse 11 that for that hatred? Envy or jealousy, envy or jealousy. Okay, now in your own words, how would you describe envy or jealousy? What would you say envy or jealousy is? 
How would you describe envy or jealousy? Yeah, it is. It's really covetousness. It's really covetousness. It's really seeing something that somebody else has and wanting it. That's what it is, and wanting it. And we see this clearly in verse 4, when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him, could not speak. See, when his brethren saw that the father loved him more, they hated him. How did his brothers see that he was loved more than them? How did they, how did, what did his brothers see? The coat. They saw the coat. That was it. By the coat. The coat spoke to them that Joseph was loved more than they were. So when they saw the coat, their hatred of their envy was just ignited. It was just inflamed. And once this envious hatred got on fire, when it was, once it was ignited and it started up, it became what the Bible calls in Proverbs 14.30 when it says, a sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones, the rottenness of the bones. If you have bone pain, anybody ever here, here on a, uh, anyway, if you've ever had bone, bone pain is terrible. Rottenness of the bones, that's cancer, cancer of the bones. See, the Hebrew word here for sound, a sound heart, is the life of the flesh. Marpa, the Hebrew word for sound, it means healing. It means cured. So the idea here is that as natural men, we're born with a disease like the cancer of envy or jealousy and uh, over what other people have. But when our hearts are healed, when they've been cured by the Lord Jesus Christ, we're freed from wanting what others have. But if a person has not been healed, then envy becomes the rottenness of the bones. And that's, that's, that's what's happening here with Joseph's brothers. This envy, this hatred of Joseph, which is like a cancer of the bones that just occupied their minds to the point where they couldn't say shalom. They couldn't say shalom to him. And it's very important to see the way the last part of verse four reads. They hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. See, they hated him. They could not speak peaceably to him. They had hearts that were full of hatred and it affected their speech. Their speech was driven by their hearts. And that's exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ meant when he was, they hated him and could not speak. They had hearts that were full of hatred, and you saw it in their speech. They hated him. It affected their speech. See, in Matthew 12, 34, the Lord Jesus Christ said, O generation of vipers. Wow, thought this was the gentle Jesus. You know, generation of vipers, you know. How can ye, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. See, those that spoke against the Lord Jesus did it because they hated him, as he said in John 15, 18. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. In another place, in John 15, 25, he said, but this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. They hated me without a cause. See, there wasn't even a valid reason. There wasn't even a valid cause for why the Lord Jesus was hated. So the reason that the brothers hated Joseph was because because of their evil hearts, as the Lord Jesus explained in in, in Luke 6.45. Luke 6.45, a good man 
out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is, which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. See, the heart, it's kind of like this. You, you picture a store and a warehouse in the back. And so the heart is like the warehouse in the back of the store. And the mouth is the store. And so what's in the store comes from the back warehouse. So that's why he says in Luke 6.45, he says, brings forth, like bringing out of this warehouse in the back. You know, good versus bad treasure in the back warehouse there. Good versus bad treasure from the heart. Good treasure. What's good treasure? Good enjoyments, good desires versus bad treasure. What's bad treasure? Bad enjoyments, bad desires. See, it's, it's like, you know, what does a person put the thumbs up to or the thumbs down to, you know, like or not like? They, you know, they put a thumbs up for church, you know, or it puts a thumbs up for pornography. See? Good desires in Psalm 84.10. Good desires. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. And when a person comes to the Lord Jesus Christ in salvation, he must desire that God will change his heart. That's necessary. He's got to desire that God's going to change his heart and be willing for God to change his heart. He's got to say, look, here's my heart. It's sick. Would you please change it? It says, a good man. It says, a good man. Not, it says in that verse, a good man out of the good treasure's heart brings forth good things. A good man. Not a natural man, but a good man. A good man is a regenerated man. It's a regenerated man where the Spirit of God goes to work on that person and changes him, as it says in Titus 3.5. Titus 3.5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now, there's something very new about this chapter 37. I mean, we saw this newness in verse two, which introduced us to Joseph by telling us that all the generations of Jacob were wrapped up in Joseph. It's very new to us. Know anything about Joseph until we come to chapter 37. But when we came to verse three, we got this another word, you know, now, you know, again, something new. You know, now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. So really, as we're embarking on this journey here down the down the road of chapter 37 here, we see Joseph just emerging out of here. And there's just really one word that you can use to describe Joseph. And it's the word special. Joseph is special. Everything we read about Joseph is special. Joseph's special. He's just special. Now, what do I mean when I say the word special? When you look at, okay, what what, what do we mean here? We say special. What do you mean special? He's distinctive. Joseph is distinctive. Joseph is just set apart. As a matter of fact, the more we look carefully into this chapter, the more we see just how special Joseph was. The more we're going to see just how distinctive Joseph was, the more we're going to see just how set apart from the rest of his family that Joseph was. Now, 
in the first part, I want you to keep this in mind. I want you to keep, the, keep this in mind. Joseph special, Joseph distinctive, Joseph set apart. So in the first part of verse 3, you're looking now at the first part, first part of verse 3. What was special about Joseph? That's it. Joseph had a special love from his father. Joseph was distinctively different. He was set apart from his brothers by the special love that he received from his father. Now you look at the last part of verse 3. The last part of verse 3. What was special about Joseph from the last part of verse 3? Obvious. His coat, his coat. That's right. I mean. His coat. Joseph had a special coat from his father. The coat meant that Joseph was, he was distinctively dressed, right? He says, you know, <laughs> he guarantees it, right? <laughs> he was distinctively dressed from his brothers. And that made Joseph set apart. He was set apart by how he was dressed. Okay, now you look at the end of verse two. You look at the end of verse two. What was special about Joseph there? End of verse two. Yeah, it's on those brothers. He had a special what to his father? Loyalty. He had a special loyalty to his father. None of the other brothers had any measure of the loyalty to their father that, that they would go and say, you know, there's something bad's going on, Dad, over there. But Joseph was distinctively different. He was set apart from his brothers because of this special loyalty that he had to his father. Now you look in verse 4. What was special about Joseph there? All right, okay. I was focused more on they hated him. He was especially hated. Joseph was the focus of a special hatred. And how Joseph was hated made Joseph distinctively different. He was set apart from his brothers. None of the other brothers were hated like Joseph was, like Joseph was hated. And that made Joseph distinctively different from his brothers. Okay, now verse five, tell me, verse five, well, how was Joseph special in verse five? Yeah, he was a dreamer. He had these dreams. <laughs> he had these dreams. You know, yeah, Joseph had special dreams, you know. Now the other brothers had dreams like that, and those dreams made Joseph set apart. It made him distinctively different from his brothers. See, in those dreams, Joseph saw things that no one else could see. No one else could see these things that Joseph was seeing, but Joseph did. And there's another way. There's another way in which Joseph was special, and that was in his perseverance. You see, Joseph had a special perseverance in that he didn't get discouraged. He didn't give up. I mean, you know, we, you know, we can see this in how he reported his second dream to his father. You know, after all the trouble that Joseph faced from reporting his first dream, don't you think it would have been easier to Joseph to say, I'm not going to do that again? You know, <laughs> dreams are no dreams. I keep them to myself, you know. It would have been easy for him to do that. But you know what Joseph said? Joseph knew. He says, you know, my dreams are important. My dreams are important. I got to report my dreams no matter what happens to me. And so even though his brothers hated him more, you know, after he reported his first dream, he had this special perseverance, this special go-forwardness to report the second dream. So that's why there's really just one word to describe Joseph. Special. 
He's special. He has a special love from his father. He has a special coat from his father. He has a special loyalty to his father. He has a special hatred (laughs) from his brothers. He has a special dream about his father and his brothers. And he has a special perseverance over the opposition of his brothers and his father, for that matter. So right away, in chapter 37, we see Joseph is special. He's set apart. He's distinctive. Now, the content of his first dream, well, really, for the second dream, but the the content of his dream, it just showed how special he was. Why? Because it was only his sheaf that was standing up, and everybody else's sheaves were bowing down to his sheaf. So the first dream showed how Joseph was special or he set apart, he was distinctive in the family. And the content of the second dream does the same thing. It shows that there's Joseph present in the second dream, And the sun and the moon and the 11 stars are bowing down to Joseph. So again, the second dream carries the same message. He's special, he's distinctive, he's set apart. So what's happening for us here as we go through this chapter? Joseph is becoming more and more and more special. He's becoming more and more and more unique. He's becoming more and more and more distinctive. He's becoming more set apart. And he stands out as one of the 12 sons of Jacob, and he rises above them as special. And when we see how special Joseph was as, as, as a member of Jacob's family, we see how special the Lord Jesus Christ is as a member of Jacob's family, the Jewish people, for the same reasons. See, the Lord Jesus Christ, he's special, he's distinctive, he's set apart. He's got a special love from his father, which he spoke about in Matthew 3.16. Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. No one else had that. No one else ever had that happen to him. He had a special coat, as we talked about, and that coat was the ability for him to do all those miracles which he did in John seven thirty one, And many of the people believed on him and said, when Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? See, that's what he said. And then he had a special loyalty, as Joseph did, to his father, which he spoke about in John eight twenty nine, And he said, he, he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not let me alone, for I do always those things that please him. And he had a special hatred from his people. He did, as we said, you know, in John 15, 25, this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled, written in their law. They hated me without a cause. He had a special dream, the Lord Jesus. He had a special ability to see what others could not see. John 4, 29, the woman said, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? John 1, 48, Nathanael saith unto him, whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, before that Philip calleth, called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Luke 10, 38, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. So as a matter of fact, Joseph was actually hated more when he told these dreams to his brothers. And the Lord Jesus 
was hated more, and he was condemned to death over it when he told what they could not see. In Matthew 26, where 63, it says, Jesus held his peace. He didn't say anything. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God, you tell us whether thou be Christ the Son of God. Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast said. Nevertheless, I say unto thee, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of the power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest ran his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now you've heard his blasphemy. What think ye? They answered and said, He's guilty of death. They did spit in his face, buffeted him. Others smote him with the palms of their hands. Also, the Lord Jesus had a special perseverance over the opposition to him in Luke 9, 53. It says they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. He had a special set to his face because he had a special perseverance. He was going to go to Jerusalem. He had already prepared his disciples by telling them, I got to go up to Jerusalem because I'm going to be scourged and mocked and put to death on a cross. So well, this is a special perseverance. This word, the special perseverance, is really captured for us by the word endure or endurance in Hebrews 12, 2. Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. And we saw that in John 12, 27, John 12, 27, when he said, now is my soul troubled. He said, my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. That's a special perseverance to endure soul, the trouble of the soul. Mark 14, 36, he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. That's perseverance. That's a special perseverance. So Joseph's special, and the Lord Jesus Christ is special. The Lord Jesus Christ was special in his birth by the Holy Ghost. As it says in Luke 1.35, the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing, which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. He was special in his life. He was sinless, as it says in Hebrews 4.15. Hebrews 4.15. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He was special in his teaching. Nobody taught like he did. As it says in Mark 1.22, they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. John seven forty six. when they came back, they wanted to arrest him. They came back. The officers answered, never man spake like this man. And Luke four thirty two. they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power, power. And he was special in his love. The Lord Jesus was special in his love. He laid down his life. Because of love, it says in Romans 5, 8, God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He was special in his sufferings. That was a sacrifice, as it says in 1 Peter 3, 18, 1 Peter 3, 18, Christ also has suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us unto God, to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. 
And who can forever forget Isaiah 53, 5? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes, we are healed. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional verse. Now, Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org, or you can write Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711-330, P.O. Box 711-330, Santee, California. That's S-A-N-T-E-E, Santee, California, 92071. Or you can email Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. Sunday Night Church is back. Join Friendship with God Bible teacher Tom Cantor at the new Friendship with God Fellowship every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Join us early each Sunday at 4.30 p.m. for food and fellowship with Sunday evening services to follow at 5.30 p.m. Watch Tom Cantor and the service on YouTube Live, located on the Friendship with God website. Enjoy encouraging teaching from our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, in a relaxed and family-friendly atmosphere. Sunday Night Church is back. So join us at the Friendship with God Fellowship every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum at 10946 Woodside Avenue North in Santee, California. For more information, call us at 800-247-3051, 1-800-247-3051, or visit friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org for the Friendship with God Fellowship. 